All right, guys. Hello, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. My name is Chris Baca, and I'm sitting here with Poseidon himself, Mr. Jared Truby. I'm a big wave. And we are in the room with two old friends and fantastic human beings. I have sitting across from me, 2013 World Barista Champion, 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 champion and co-owner of Roast Ratings, Pete Licata. Hello, hey, Pete. Heard hi. of him? Heard of him? How you guys doing? He was and on a magazine. He was on a magazine <laughs> one time. He was, was, well, even twice even. He was not yeah. on a horse. Yeah. Just, you know, if a couple we're counting. Times. I would be right. counting if right. I was on the magazine yeah. cover. And to Pete's right is another co-owner of Roast Ratings and coach and USBC head judge, Holly Baston. Hello. 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 Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. You guys got we're in LA just recently doing some fun things. Absolutely. Helping yes. out some folks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Helping out some folks. Seeing some mouses. Yeah. You guys went to Disneyland. Absolutely. Yes, we did. And it's just already happening. We're talking about Disneyland. One of my <laughs> favorite <laughs> subjects. Yeah. <laughs> you, going, you can't go into Disneyland yet. No, we don't have to. We That's all right. But they went there. But we yeah. went there. I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt right Pete, now, Pete so is I mean. literally wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt. Well, I mean, if you come to California. I'm, I'm scanning the room for other Disney paraphernalia. No. But no. I don't see any. No. No, he wore his Bill Murray shirt yesterday and forgot yeah. he had a Mickey Mouse shirt. Yeah, oh. so this is my this is my reparations for for missing out on Bill Murray's making a, a comeback in modern art. I think he really is. I was at a opening for a little place in Slow, and they were raffling off this hand painted thing of Bill Murray, William, <laughs> nice. William, William Murray. Um, mm-hmm. so guys, like yes. people know you probably from the from the coffee scene. They've seen you in competitions. They've seen you judging competitions, winning competitions. Um. But the new thing you're doing is roast ratings. What is that? How does it work? That is a very good question. So, um, if this is a this is a coffee website where we are reviewing and rating coffees, people send in submissions and they can have their coffee rated. And okay. We actually do a little bit of a different style than what people are used to. Right. Um, you know. And does that mean when you say you have a different style? I've looked at it. You have your own kind of scoring system. Yes, correct. We do. Yeah, talk about that because I think that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it has a lot more to do with um, the balance between sweet acidity and bitterness. Yeah, um, a lot of the score sheets out there right now are geared towards sample roasted coffee, which mm. you know is a little bit lighter, uh, not quite what you'd get in a cafe. Right. And we wanted to make sure that it was geared more towards regular consumers and the the kind of flavor profile thereafter. They mm. they tend to like balance a lot. Yes. Um, and they don't mind acidity a lot of the time, but they don't want it to be the dominant flavor. Mm-hmm. So that was a big part of that system. Yeah. It, I mean, really, it was it came from the the idea of you know we have a lot of systems that are out there that are designed for. Um, Evaluating coffee for for defects and flaws, or you know, consistency on on the um, sourcing side or roasting side, and uh, we don't have that much that looks at uh, coffee that's been production roasted. You know, you get something that's out of a hundred gram sample roaster or whatever, and it it's not quite the same flavor experience. And it's usually not what it gets sent, like put in a bag and sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted something that would not only kind of be able to uh, address the the flavor of roasted coffee and a little bit of you know what is just good um but also to be able to say um it's oh what the hell was i gonna say i have two things <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is gonna get edited i guarantee you keep rolling keep rolling but uh yeah so um different styles of judging and tasting uh, well we do have the 
Yeah. Too well, long. it was it was to. Um, <laughs> it's been a big week. It's been a big week. You've been, been working a, a lot. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. It has. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So this is it. I got it. Here got it. it. Bring He's it back. Got it. Bring, cut the edit in here. Yep. Okay. Here it comes. Bam. Uh, the other thing is to, we wanted to be, have a system that you could put any roasted coffee that's in a retail bag onto, mm. right? And so, of course, we, we always want to promote specialty grade coffees, high-end coffees. We want people to find the best coffees, right? But there's a, there's something we never really want to address, and it's the fact that p- some people don't want a really bright coffee. Right. Some people want a more mild coffee. Some people want a little darker roasted coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, we had to make something that we have a you know a bitterness score. Right. And a lot of people asked us why we had that. Uh, we've actually adjusted it to say it's bitterness slash complexity now. Um, okay. But the idea is to say like some coffees don't have much bitterness, and that's great. Some coffees have a little bit of bitterness, and that can be great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just when the when it goes in the direction of you know super roasty bitterness that's not balanced by any sweetness, yeah, or you know the defective flavors or, or you know other things like that, it becomes really apparently unpleasant. Uh, and so, a lot of times, bitterness in particular can be a pleasant thing. Uh, if you cross that over into complexity, if you look at floral characteristics or other characters of coffee in the high end. It just becomes complex and not necessarily bitter. Yeah. So, like, for people listening, maybe you would you consider it comparing it to like maybe like a hoppy beer, like the bitterness in, in like a hoppy IPA yeah. or something. Not literally, but you know, like people right. like that kind of bitterness, so that also can be a pleasant experience in coffee in the same way. Yeah. Or like dark chocolate. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cacao. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But at the same time, some beers like have they may have hops in them, but you, it's so unapparent that it has that bitterness mm-hmm. that it's just extremely pleasant. Um, so that fits the high end of coffees, but we also want to be able to take any coffee that's out there, right? So we want to be able to take whatever's on the grocery store aisle in a bag and, and fit that in the same rating system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a few coffees we did that way. And, you know, some are surprisingly good and some are exactly what you expect them to be. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but that bitterness score comes into real play with a lot of those coffees that are not as either well-sourced or well-roasted, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, yeah, it, it's a system that we could put a lot of things together. We could kind of create a different picture of coffee on the consumer end of things. Yeah. So as a practical application, roastratings.com, if you go there, it is not only geared towards, like, high-end specialty third-wave roasters. You could be a normal human mm-hmm. who's just kind of curious about coffee and go to the site and have, a, your, like, walk away with like okay i think i'd like this coffee and this coffee yeah and yes. use the scale that's that's the idea yeah and awesome. and not just that but also our, our blog and our uh, our kind of art educational articles and things everything's written or designed for a particular audience which is the you know average to slightly educated consumer not necessarily the the coffee professional yeah right yeah. and was this an idea that you guys had did this develop out of a need or you know did you have people telling you like hey this is I, I want to get into coffee. I don't know where to start. Like, what do I do? Or was it just like a lightning bolt moment that you had? You're like, this is the best idea ever. Well, it kind of developed over time, I think. Uh, there were a lot of people that talked about other ratings sites. Yeah. Um, and just looking at trying to make something that hit a broader audience because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we end up talking to ourselves in specialty yeah, um, and trying to 
to bridge that gap, that's something that we saw not just in like a rating sense, but just in customer service. We were going through a phase in specialty where we were gearing what we were making towards nerdy, like yeah. what what we wanted, what we the cutting edge of what was coming out of farms and trying to make it relatable again was mm-hmm. a lot of what we were after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean and I think that's also wise because there's definitely I have this opinion about some of the rating systems I've seen out there and it basically feels like pay me money and I'll rate your coffee very high. It's <laughs> almost I've, I've for sure seen that before and I'm like, okay, come on. Like all these coffees are rated that high. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's basically like what the name of some of these places seem to be banking themselves off of is if well, I go here, I'm going to be told to, that my coffee's like 90 plus or whatever right. it is, you know? And they're like, well, that's not fair. The, and maybe you're even real. Right. And what, and what I would say to that is, is, is that, you know, who knows what the truth, if that's true or not. Right. But the the rea- real reality is just the perception of that exists. Yeah. And it, it, perce- it exists for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we wanted to actually create something that had, a, you know, freedom of conflicts and, and um, you know, a reality. You know, if, if your coffee isn't amazing, we're going to tell you that it's not amazing. Right. Um, but, you know, in the way that we, we score, we, we do kind of a dual system. So we actually, this is another thing that we thought was, really relevant is we we still do cupping of the coffee you know yeah. we cup it uh in the bowls with the water and smell it with this you know the spoon and er- all the nine yards right we use the same language we we talk about flavor notes we do all that stuff um but that's very professional style of evaluation waiting coffee and we still think it's a, it's important but there's something that connects better to a consumer and that is a especially in the united states a filter brewed coffee yeah right uh, in other countries, it might be espresso, and we're actually working on doing espresso-style evaluations as well. Fun. But, you know, for right now in the U.S., you know, so we, we brew it on a filter brewer. We use the Bonavita 1900, uh, which is we tested a whole bunch of brewers, wrote an article about it. Yeah. Go read it. Um, but that one made really good coffee consistently, and it was it was by far the best one we, we used on a consistent basis. Um, and so we decided to use that for our... Uh, rating system. So we brew it up on that brewer every coffee. Uh, we have, you know, kind of our set ratios and we we evaluate it in the same way, the same score sheet, uh, but we change our language. We change it to much more broad, um, you know, descriptive type terms, trying to explain the experience a little bit more as mm-hmm. opposed to flavor notes because flavor yeah. notes are something that seem to turn a lot of people off. Yeah, they, they're the, confusing a lot know. of the time. Yeah. yeah. That's well, fair. and we have like a specific list of words we try to stick to in that. Mm-hmm. And we ran them past our parents. Oh, right. that's such a good To, nice. you know, make sure yeah. they were relatable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so if we did. parents can understand it, that's good news. Yes. Yeah. So the name of our blog is The Mom Blog. And uh, we, it's because <laughs> of our, we did a focus group with our parents. And, uh, I remember and, that. And yeah, and so we said, I said, like, if, if our parents can't really figure out what we're talking about, even, honestly, they, it, where we're at right now, they still think it's probably a little bit more complicated than they want, but they can at least understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, if they can, they can read a, a half paragraph of, of information, they can get a good snapshot of what that coffee is. Nice. Right. So, uh, so the, those add up. Those are actually both fit worth 50 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, those add up on a, to a 100-point scale, right? But... We didn't really want to do a hundred point like, hey, this is ninety three points or this is you know seventy points, right? Because we don't have a false bottom in the system. It's just like you can score a zero or you could score a hundred. Um, <laughs> I got a zero on roast <laughs> ratings. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 well, but it's a hundred points. It's a hundred points that are earned, 
And so, you know, there's some really good coffees out there that are still in the 70s and 80s. But we want, like, want to say, like, it's pretty well established in the specialty coffee world and, and with all the way that we score coffees that getting, you know, an 85 points on your on your roasted coffee or, you know, 82 points is not very good. Right. You know, that's that's like subpar, maybe barely eking into the specialty range of coffee. Right. Right. Um, but we're talking about a different system. We're talking about a different way of tasting. We're talking about a different product, generally speaking. Um, and. So we, we translated that into stars, essentially. There's another, this, this is the other kind of major system that people recognize very easily on the internet. Uh, if you've ever gone to Amazon or you've ever gone to probably Yelp yeah, or Yelp. any number of other things, um, you know, people can see there's like, when you're looking for a hotel, you know, and you see it's got four stars, you're like, oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, that's totally in my range, you know. Um, it's but not, not until you for money signs. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not four for stars money signs. and low money signs. <laughs> right. So, like, but if you see, it's funny actually. If you see, um, it's not until you get down to like three or three and a half, where you're kind of like, maybe, I, maybe I'll look. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm kind of on a budget. Let yep. me see what's going on here. You know. Right. Um, but you see four or four and a half stars. You're like, that's probably pretty good. And there's right. always negative reviews for stuff. You know. So. That makes sense. When you see that five star, that's like solid five. There's no negatives. You're just like, all right, how much money did they pay to get that review? Yeah. Right. Or how many people have reviewed it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> one review. Yeah. It's well, that's the thing. If you stars. see, <laughs> if you see that thing that says like, you know, 700 people have reviewed it, and there's nothing or like no one said anything negative about it, you're just like, holy crap! Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. I gotta try that out. You, you know? have to. Um. So, but the star thing, it, it helps give a much better snapshot so you can say it's like this is a five star coffee or this is a four star coffee four and a half stars and just just to clarify for everybody listening who maybe hasn't seen it five yeah. is the maximum yes yes five is the maximum it's it's basically for every 10 points on our scale is half of a star Got okay you. um and but that's to say like you know you don't have to score a perfect score to still have a really pretty good coffee right you know and and when we all you know put our egos aside you can say like yeah, this is this is. I really like this coffee. It's pretty good, but it's it's not the best coffee I've ever tasted in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different kind of levels of where things fall, and right. where the where the the five star range actually drops is at the ninety point line. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a little thing. We don't really talk about the points too much, but when you you know when you score five stars, you've actually scored a true over ninety points. Gotcha. Uh, and that's where the ninety point scale really bur- really starts at. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously we're not focused on numbers like that. We're focused on the oh, the the little bit more of a broad picture of it. Um, but it all it all equates pretty well. You know, we yeah. still want people to be able to promote their coffee and say, "Hey, we got four stars." And that's pretty good cuz good. W- to let's just to be honest, we're not going to, you know, you know, pat you on the back when you don't deserve it. That's <laughs> right? good. I mean, right. uh, yeah. that's that's I mean, it sounds like that's the whole point, right? Is to essentially help hold people accountable to doing a good job and and also maybe to highlight coffees that are special, because, I mean, let's Absolutely. be honest. Yeah. I mean, for all of us who have tasted coffee for years and years, you can't say this one company has, like, three of my favorite coffees I've ever had this entire year. Maybe it can happen. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, usually it's like each company has, like, one or two of, like, those coffees that you're mm-hmm. going to remember on the year. But That's on that entire year, right. you know? Well, it's, it's doing that, it seems like, and it's serving another in another venue, which is, like, 
you're talking about remembering the three best coffees from whatever company you had. Right. Normal people don't even fucking think about that shit. Right. Right. They're like, (laughs) you know, they just like want some good coffee. And let's be real, like whatever you're scoring in your little cupping room, they don't Mm -hmm. care about. No, they're not evaluating coffees the same way. No. So if you're like, they only 95 and the acidity's off the charts, and they're like, what? (laughs) Oh, I don't care. Like, who cares? So it's like, don't trick yourself into thinking that maybe what you value is the exact same thing that your customers value because right. it might not be the case. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of cute. Do you guys think or have you already done some sort of evaluation where? Well, are you do you source these coffees too, right? For people sometimes, like once they don't ever order so coffee through your site. No. no. Oh, no okay, that was that. a misnomer. Yeah. For me. Never mind. We we we've considered that option. Okay. Um, we have kind of a buy it now button on the site. Okay. Um, but it takes you to the Good roasters style. website. Gotcha. Um, okay. The idea, really, I mean, we want to promote the roasters. We want to promote the specialty coffee and everything. We want to make it easy for people to buy it. The only reason we've really considered it is to make it easier for people to access those coffees. Yep. Um, but there's a certain point where it really seems like it becomes a conflict of interest to say, hey, buy this. We're going to sell it. We're going to buy it wholesale and sell it to you for a little bit of extra profit. Right. So it's kind of like a you know, a, a sell through type of option right. or we're going to make something off of it, um, which it is the only way that that would questionable. Also, yeah. it's got four and a half stars. <laughs> right. Hey, also, by the we way, got a really great price on it. This yeah. is amazing coffee yeah. for the price. You should really you buy should totally some. Buy it. No, that's, that's actually smart um, of you guys to so not do. It's, it's kind of a statement we've had to make and we, and it, it's really tempting to do as far as the convenience for people to, to use our site and to buy it. Um, we're trying to put indirect links to the to the product. The biggest, obviously, problem is you know if that product goes sold out, yep. then we have a dead link, and we're trying to go back and yep, and right. Mm-hmm. right. So my thought was just yeah, I was thinking of analytics. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you be able to collect analytics analytics on the the most clicks or the most sales? And mm-hmm. because essentially, Chris and I were talking in another episode that typically most of the sales in coffee for the general consumer are going to be blends and darker roasted coffees and centrals that are mm-hmm. memorable that Colombian, i'm gonna pick you know it's and yeah. so i mean we saw that at pretty much actually every company we've been at so far those mm-hmm. have been like the backbone of sales so i was just wondering if maybe you guys saw some of those analytics come through your site where there's definitely a lot of interest in them you know mm-hmm. and, and we obviously we're not, we're not tracking sales necessarily but right. people will hit the buy it now button and and uh, follow the link and, and whatever <coughs> else um but you know there's a lot of curiosity out there right now what we're doing why we're doing it how it's happening um and you know but yeah it's 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 going really well though and and one of the things that i really love about it is that it's given us this huge picture of the industry like coffee industry not just the specialty industry not just one segment but grocery store coffees um things we've picked up ourselves things that people have sent in and, and and submitted to us um you know the way that the way that it works because this is a question people ask a lot is you know how do you how do people submit coffee or how do you get coffee uh, that's what i was um, just going to ask yeah and and so we do we do submissions for a price uh it, it's it, it honestly is really actually pretty low in my opinion uh for what we offer and what we give uh the amount of feedback we try to put into it and the amount of work we put into it um but you know it's like we're trying to get followers we want to get you know people going we're not worried about just making a bunch of cash off of it we're just trying to cover some costs and um so if anybody wants to submit coffee, they can, you know, okay. um, but th- what we do is we have what we consider a grocery store or we consider like mass produced or mass distributed coffee, um, versus s- boutique specialty mm-hmm. small scale. 
Uh, and the dividing line is, is is to say we will go out and buy a coffee and rate it ourselves um, to have it on the list if it is distributed nationally uh, in a very large region, it's re- readily available on a, on a shelf store or something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is actually funny because Intelligentsia, some of the Intelligentsia's yeah. coffees fall into that range now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, I can get the them in Target yeah. everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, we haven't done any officially yet. We tasted some on the preliminary, like, testing of our systems and everything, and the one we tested was actually really pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so we're actually going to get back through some of those. You uh, got to. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then what if you if you submit a coffee, like mm-hmm. let's say we submit coffee to you, mm-hmm. are you going to publish those results no matter what, or is there an escape hatch, like opt-out? <laughs> there's, you know? the, there's, there's an opt-out. There's an opt-out, yeah. yeah. We we thought about, like, I want to <laughs> be able to have the, like, the integrity point of just being able to say, like, if you submit it to us, it's Done on there, deal. you know? Yeah. But Accountability it, the thing is, is like we don't want to create a detriment to people. You know, people make mistakes. People do things um, that, you know, it's it's not as good as they th- they might have thought it was or or whatever. And um, you know, so we want to be able to say like, yeah, if you don't want it on the site, that's no problem. You know, that's that's totally fine. But we do want people to send their best coffees, and even honestly, some of their blends, some of the things that they think a lot of people think are just kind of average. A lot of times, those score better than you might think because. Balance. We're looking for balance. And we're looking (laughs) at another one of our scoring (laughs) criteria is drinkability. Right. Right. And we call it. And and it's like, do I want to drink more of that? Or could Mm -hmm. I drink more of that? You know? (laughs) Man, I made that sound again. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) I hear it. Patrick, or the guy who the it's getting weird in here. Shout out to Patrick at Pull String Press who edits these things. He gave nice. me a bunch of shit for what is that noise you're making? And I was like, I'm sick. Turns out it didn't have anything to do with me being <laughs> sick. <so laughs> it's like, just a noise you're making. I was excited. Uh, oh, man, I was going somewhere, too, and it, it totally ruined my life. I don't know where you're going. Drinkability? Oh, yeah, I was talking about drinkability. All the time. Some of my favorite coffees that I think are like really fantastic and ones that often cup really, really well and mm-hmm. do well on traditional score sheets, mm-hmm. for me, don't have high drinkability. Yeah. They're like three ounces maximum. That's what good. I want of them. Right. And I'm yeah. done and I can put it aside. It's like mm-hmm. actual wine tasting. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. It, right. it's for the experience, but I don't want to sit with one or even two cups of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I do tend to be more balanced and maybe wouldn't sc- score as high on those mm-hmm. traditional. More sweetness, know. more body, not yeah. as much acidity. Not yeah, as much, you know, exactly. Whatever. Good yeah. finish mm-hmm. yeah. for me, long finish. Finish is good. Finish is a big thing. And we, we don't we don't weight s- uh, the aftertaste quite as highly on our system. Yeah, um, I wish there was a way we really could give it more points and make it all make sense. Um, but ultimately, with the bitterness score, they kind of play off each other there, right. and, it, and it definitely impacts, you know. So I'm not even entirely convinced that the world is all about finish as much as some of us are. I always, I think us three, we talk about this all the time, Pete and mm-hmm. Chris and I, because we we kind of did some barista competition hanging out, and you helped me out and once or twice. Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> But uh, we talked hanging out. That is finish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you helped me compete and do a good job. Yeah, you know, as it turns out. That's but what? we talk about finish all the time. Yeah, and we like finish, and that's something that we all agree well, on. Yeah, but I think that most people, a lot, well, it's just like I discuss sweetness in coffee. A lot of people really, really, it's something that's actually very desirable, but they may not realize it. They that may not realize that that's what they're tasting, or right. that's why they like something. That uh, makes that's sense. A, that's yeah. a good point. That yeah. actually is probably really it. A lot yeah. of people... It's like the un- unsung hero. Yeah, it's like yeah. even when I come with people, a lot of them, like a lot of coffees that I score higher mm-hmm. are because they have like a really great lasting finish. And then mm-hmm. these other people score other coffees that I don't like as much 
for the other reason, it starts really good and mm. then it like the finishes and, and just it's important. Kinda drops so, away. Yeah, it just goes away yeah. and it's not bad or anything, but it's just like it's really good at this one part and then I'm like, Yeah, but right. what about this one? It got better. Anyway, <laughs> it's just a stylistic thing. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. and what you were talking about with the the really like you know those big flavor bombs and mm-hmm. whatever else, I have this view. You know, we talk, and especially in the U.S., like we serve relatively pretty big drinks, right? Right. I mean, oh, yeah, we still up to sixteen ounces at a lot of places, um, even though we've in in most like modern cafe shop you know shops we've gotten rid of most of the twenty ounce drinks that are out there that are still around, but. You know, drinkability is a big important thing for that, especially because you're drink you're getting a lot of coffee. Even if I'm getting a regular size pour over from pretty much anywhere, it's 20, 12 ounces. Right. Right. And it's almost more coffee than I really want to drink. Um, for me too. But I think we have an opportunity in the specialty, like the high end specialty side of things, to take those really, really bright, flavorful, interesting coffees that you would never want to drink a 12 ounce cup of and make it into, I mean, we have to create this this thing, I think, but it, those coffees have a space, and they need to be served kind of like we had in Australia, where like they're they're you get a really small cup, you get like a five or six ounce cappuccino cup, almost full of, of filter coffee, and that's it. And how are they you brewing know? that? Uh, I think they're doing like a number one cone. It's a pour over. Yeah, okay, right. it's a pour over. Yeah, I mean they're doing yeah. it to order it, but it's really small. It doesn't take very long. But it's really good. Mm-hmm. They do it really well. But in also, I mean, in Australia, it costs you like five bucks. Right. But you can. I mean, if you can, if we can craft that um, experience that people are actually willing to pay for something in a small amount that's extremely nice and extremely flavorful, but not, you know, it's it's just way too way too powerful of a flavor, and people will p- will pay a, a reasonable price for it. I think that's where those coffees can really fit in. I would do that when just to dig a little bit more into that. Mm-hmm. When you say it didn't take very long, what was what like about what a was your average minutes. wait time? A couple, couple like, minutes, yeah, two and a half minutes or three minutes, you know. See, that's fantastic. I feel like that's that doesn't happen about. here yeah. in the U.S. or maybe California, at least from my experience. We're no, there's nowhere servers. like there. I <laughs> no, I will never order a pour over here because. I am not a very patient guy and <laughs> I don't fucking have 10 minutes to sit around while you like fumble for things that are put in the wrong places and mm-hmm. like you're walking back and forth. But if you can knock it out in two, two and a half minutes, it sounds right. like you got a pretty good yeah system got going a good, on. Or, or it's a terrible system. One or the other. Or it's, like, yeah, that's, or it's just like, <laughs> that's, that's like the, that's the problem with it is right. that, is that either it's going to be really amazing or it's going to be god awful. Yeah. Well, if they got know. it good in Australia. There's a chance. Yeah. No, yeah. it can be done. It's just, uh, well, they staff up more, they, but their volume, like just the yeah. number of people they move yeah. through, is insane. Well, they do so. a lot of food too, right? Yeah, you think the that food has something is to do also with, amazing. Like their average mm-hmm. ticket's probably pretty high, which maybe yeah. allows them to have more people on staff. Well, and they or? they don't have tip at there; they yep. pay full wage, so yeah. it's factored into the the price. Mm. So mm-hmm. I need That's to get wise. there. You I do. Really you do. Go. Yeah. I know. If you're listening, we should. You know, you, we should all we go. Gotta go. We should all go out. Let's there. all Field go. trip. Yeah. Adam Metalman, I know you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Dave and Zoe from Axel, I know you. Help maybe us. you're listening. Hey, I yeah. Let's come visit you guys. Let's put together like a GoFundMe page. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to send us all to to Australia. Let's help us poor Americans get there. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> we so broke over here, though. Oh, <laughs> Chris and I are just trying to get it going. We're just want to get by. We just want to get there. <laughs> trying to get a scholarship. <laughs> um, oh man, that's that's so interesting. Let's uh let's change the gears just a little bit here. So we talked a lot about your scoring system yeah. and roast ratings, but I feel like that's just part of what you guys do. 
It so is. you drove up today from L.A. because yeah. you were doing some consulting work. So yeah. is that yes. a big part of your business also? It is a big part of work right now. And right? is that tied in? If someone wanted consulting for you, would they go to the roastratings.com website or would they find another place? We have a different <laughs> website, which may not be the best option Come on, right now. guys. We have two websites. It's great. Uh, one is called, it's just, it's, it's the longest website name ever. It's lakatacoffeeconsultants.com. Uh, it's okay. not fun to write my email it's out. It's, it's actually kind of terrible in that way. PeteLakataWorldChampion.com. <laughs> I had I had just PeteLakata.com. I still own it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just like, well, if I want to make a coffee consulting website. And so by the time we finished that website, it was just like, well, that's when we started on roast ratings and it's like, oh crap. Yeah, I was in the midst of building that website that we were like, let's just do this roast ratings thing. Let's okay. just go oh. for it. And that was almost so a year ago. Almost a year ago. It yeah. was December was when we really, yeah, like, really kind of made got an office and, and yeah. started doing yeah. things and yeah. So you guys meet up? Do you guys meet up pretty much every day and work on stuff? Most, most time. days, yeah. When we're both in town. So with the consulting, <laughs> you know, I still travel quite a bit, or we have been traveling quite a bit with consulting. Um, you know, we got some 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 products we're working on in other countries. We got, um, you know, there's always still show appearances and doing right. talks and trainings and and seminars and stuff at at different shows. And I love the the guys at Simonelli. They're they're awesome. They do all kinds of cool stuff. But yeah. you know, they they have me come around and and make coffee on their machines and stuff, which is like okay, yeah, it's kind of like a unofficial competition kind of yeah. thing. And man, yeah. that sounds so fun. <laughs> That's very yeah. Fun. That was the lifestyle that I always wanted to live. It's it's fun, but it's a lot of travel. So it's I just don't like, now, but I did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I'm yeah. kind of being a homebody lately. I'm I'm totally in that that gear a little bit more. You know. So is the, sorry, I Uh just totally interrupted you. I'm going to keep going. Is a Lakata Coffee Consult, like someone calls you for consulting. Are you guys both involved in that business or is it just you? We're both involved in it. So it's a team effort all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's so Um, awesome. And yeah, so I mean, we do, I mean, primarily we'll do like barista training. We'll do, you know, the standard skills and things like that. We're actually working on putting some SCAA level like classes together to, mm. to to offer in kansas city at our our space we have out there you think holly and i could finally be level one certified or maybe <laughs> maybe uh, if you're if you're good enough if if you're, i don't know i need to practice you gotta practice that, that shot thing man I too, I know. It's, uh, it's all up here. don't forget you're, to knock out your puck i'm yeah. gonna try my yeah. best i i like almost failed because i didn't knock out my puck the first time and i was like oh at crap. the end yeah Ooh, i yeah. almost did that too because yeah. back in the day david Shomer was like leave the puck in yeah and thermal yeah. integrity yeah, thermal right? integrity. Yeah. All the Euro guys too. They're like, Cat why fact. would you knock That's out the puck? Yeah, <laughs> cat fact. Knocking out the puck is a relatively new thing. Well, the it's fathers of espresso did not. I think on those old La Marzocco machines at the time, like they weren't, like the group heads weren't super temperature stable. So if the if the portafilter was empty, or there were, at least there was the impression that if the portafilter oh, yeah, was empty, oh yeah, that was pre PID. Right? Yeah. yeah, and I so it was just kind of like, well, it's not hot enough, so. Uh, Leave it in there and Leave keep all in. that heat in there. Let it all soak in. Bake that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it taste bad. I did that in competition. I fought for it in competitions one time. Oh, you know? that was like a big thing. There were yeah, because yeah, there were a bunch of people lobbying. I guess you were probably one. I of may them. have been. Well, I wasn't lobbying, but I was like, I was like, I need to know the answer because I, you know, different judges had different answers at that point. You know, not yeah. cool. It was and so a bit of a hot mess. Yeah, then. it was a thing. Yeah. So people wanted to be able to leave their pucks 
in the machine after their prep time. In oh, I remember. Their yeah. Prep yeah. and competition, yeah. Yeah. so that they didn't get marked down for not having a clean machine. Right. Yeah. Were yeah. you judging at the time? Holly? Yeah, I was. Man. Well, and that was whenever we would actually like when you were serving your drinks, we'd have to like run over there, pull your portafilters out, steal your pucks. pucks. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, which yeah. is an excellent trading tool, it I will is. say. Yeah. But if you're using you know. a doser grinder, especially, but. Um, yeah, just the consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, if you guys, squishy. you guys done that, where it's just like your your finger just like sinks yeah, into like one end of the oh, portafilter. Right, yeah, I've done like that. I see what the problem might be. <laughs> <laughs> you should talk about that. There's some there's some newer baristas out there who actually might be like, wait a second, what, well, is it, what do they mean? Well, actually, I mean that's a, that's a good point. I talk about it a lot of times when I'm training. Is you know we use all these like doserless grinders and everything that just dro- dose straight into the portafilter. And we do two things. We weigh it, which, you know, like weighing every every shot seems like a giant, giant waste of time to me, but I don't oh, know. Oh, weird. Me too. I love you, Pete. But so much <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Too, I just keep going. But, <laughs> but there's, there's a big mound in the center, and like it's like, oh, yeah, I got this mound in the center, so it's totally fine that, uh, you know, I just tamp it straight down, you know, and there's, so some people don't distribute, whether with their finger or tapping or whatever the, the technique might be. But sometimes, you know, it, it mount like it did when you put that portafilter there and it sits and the coffee grinds into the portafilter, it usually does not grind directly into the very, very center of that portafilter. Almost Absolutely never. not. Almost yeah. never. If right. you're using like a rober or something, it'll throw forward. <laughs> it'll throw know, it to the, the right. Always, always yeah. to the left, or to you know, the left. or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. You know? Because that's star. Yeah, if you're click clacking. Click clacking. If you're click clacking, it'll throw left. If you have a funnel, it'll still throw forward. Still right. Throws. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, but pe- people will, like, they'll let it all mound up. And, like, the analogy I always use is, you know, sand or flour or something. Like, if you just, like, mound up powder over and over and over again, it's going to compact in that spot. And that's going to be more dense. Even if you shift some of it over to that weak spot, it's still going to be off density in different points because you let it just mound up in one place and compact itself mm-hmm. good god motherfuckers pay attention this is like the thing <laughs> that it drives me so it, it, nuts it's why people rotate portafilters well it's yeah. it, it does but then the early days of scales like killed all that and i'd go yeah. into places and people would literally be weighing every single shot yeah not redistributing obviously have a hot mess going on inside mm-hmm. the portafilter and then they'd weigh the output yeah and put it in that time frame and i'm like just because the input and the output and the time frame are yeah. lined Numbers. up does not, does not mean, mean that it tastes shot. good yeah no you are getting all kinds of uneven extraction going on and you don't even know it but you're so well, fucked up I'm, on these numbers i'm watching it extract and it's like this watery swirl coming out of the port out of the <laughs> legs you know bad. and it's just like oh what is that what no is that? and That's then you people... just dump the one that looked like it extracted evenly because you like yeah like, it well, was, was off by three off. seconds yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, no, this one wasn't right. Yeah, like, and they're doing it by time even yeah, beyond that. They're right. Like, well, the weight was fine, but it was it was a 32, and it was supposed to be at a 29. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And that was when people were putting away their, their bottomless portafilters. They're like, I like the bottomless portafilter, but it just makes a huge mess. And it's like, it's spraying everywhere. I, I put spots on. <laughs> uh, well, if it's spraying everywhere, you Probably maybe have not some other problems. Well, yeah. I got that VST basket, I so of course it must be perfect. It's perfect. I got everything VST. Yeah. I got the numbers. It's I got the numbers. What the hell's going on here, you guys? Math. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're roasting it weirder these days. That's probably what it is. Yeah. It's, it's a roaster's yeah. fault. Yeah. You know what? This yeah. damn espresso machine. Well, it's, well yeah. it's always the roaster's fault because the roaster's never there. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, and the roaster's sitting there just like, that stupid barista. Just just can't do it right. (laughs) All right, guys, that wraps up part one. Tune back in for part two in just a few days. See you later.